The U.S. and China have reached one of the biggest deals ever made. At least those are the words of President Trump. The two countries have come to what Trump is calling phase one of a trade deal. It's a verbal agreement at this point and seeks to strengthen protections for American intellectual property and give financial service companies more access to China. The president also said that China would be purchasing 40 to 50 billion dollars worth of American agricultural products. Uh, to show you how big that is, that would be two and a half, three times what China had purchased at its highest point. Joining me now is the world's Jason Margolis, who has been covering this trade war. So help us here, Jason. Uh, I see that last year China bought $9 billion of U.S. goods. The high bar was nearly $25 billion in 2014. So is this $50 billion uh, that Trump is talking about the Chinese will buy now? Is that for real? Well, first of all, it's not as big of a deal as he claims. It would be about twice the high from 2014. And is it for real? People are very skeptical that that can be reached. First, there's the timing. When is that $50 billion going to be purchased? Is it coming right up? Is it next year? So if it's coming right up, well, harvest is going on right now. you got to get those soybeans and corn out of the ground and you get it over to China pretty quick. The other issue is that China has found new places to purchase their farm products like soybeans. They are buying from Brazil now during this tariff trade war. So are they going to then turn to their new Brazilian partners and say, thank you for getting us through this rough patch for 18 months and we're going back to the American farms? That's not the way business works. You find a new partner, you stick with them. So that 40 to $50 billion seems very ambitious. So uh, take away this 40 to $50 billion and China's going to buy it or not. Is this deal that Trump has been talking about, this verbal agreement, is it a breakthrough or is it hype at this point? People are cautiously optimistic that something is happening. But even the Republican senators from Iowa, Chuck Grassley and Joni Ernst, they wanted more information before they could say, yes, this is a huge breakthrough. Those are his allies. Congresswoman from Iowa, Abby Finkauer, who is a Democrat, was vicious toward Trump. She said the president started this fire and he should not be taking a victory lap over putting only part of that fire out. The markets we took decades to build have been lost to countries like Brazil, as I was just saying. Mm. There's an economist, Derek Scissors, with the American Enterprise Institute, who we have on the show regularly. And he told The Washington Post, it's basically some purchases and a bunch of fluff. Overall, it's a very preliminary deal. The president does say there's phase two and possibly phase three coming, but it is far from the monumental deal that he has been promising us. We know one group that's going to be watching all of this with a lot of interest, a Midwestern farmers, and it's not just concerns about any deal with China. Amy Mayer with Harvest Public Media in Ames, Iowa, has been speaking with growers about how they're feeling about all the trade uncertainty. Rod Pierce shows a group of Japanese visitors around his farm in Dallas County, Iowa. Harvest is coming, and the corn plants are taller than all the men. Pierce steps into a row, plucks an ear of corn, and breaks it open. Okay, see that light-colored area there? That tells how close it is to maturity. Pierce is doing what he can to keep these Japanese buyers happy with his corn. Do you guys have any problems with our corn as far as quality? Tommy Hamamoto interprets. They like corn with higher uh, protein content. So we need to know that and hopefully provide you with the higher protein type corn. (laughs) That's just one way Iowa farmers could make their corn more attractive to overseas buyers. But what they say they really need is better access. 
that could happen soon in Japan. The U.S. and Japan have signed a tentative trade deal, which would open up Japan to more American-grown wheat, pork, and beef. It's been a rare trade victory for the Trump administration. Iowa farmer Michael Fritch would like to see more of them to send his corn, soybeans, and beef overseas. We are good at what we do. We produce good, good products, and the world knows it. Fritch voted for Trump in part because of Trump's stance on trade. Like Trump, Fritch saw China as a bad actor. Fritch liked that Trump promised to do something about that. Uh, he offered a, a new plan. But when Trump slapped tariffs on thousands of Chinese goods, China punched back, leaving Fritch and other farmers looking at a vastly smaller market for their exports to China. U.S. farmers are also struggling to sell more to the rest of Asia. Fritch wanted to be part of the Trans-Pacific Partnership, or TPP, a multi-country trade deal which included access to Japan. It was negotiated by the Obama administration. U.S. farmers generally liked the trade deal, but President Trump prefers smaller deals like the one with Japan. And in his first days in office, Trump pulled out of the TPP. It was very, very friendly. The more of those free trade agreements we get, the better agriculture does. Trump has also thrown NAFTA, the trade deal with Mexico and Canada, into uncertainty. The administration revised the 25-year-old agreement, but that's now stuck in Congress, with Trump occasionally threatening to walk away from the deal entirely if he doesn't get his way. Taken altogether, Fritch is getting fed up. Anytime you have a trade situation, the first thing that's going to get hurt is agriculture. That's just, you look back at the past and that's how it is. However, we're tired of being pawns now. For some Iowa farmers, though, all of these trade issues just aren't that big of a deal. George Naylor says nurturing international sales may be good for global agribusinesses, but not for actual farmers. Naylor says his prices remain largely stagnant. His expenses keep going up, and that's after decades of free trade deals promoted by commodity groups and corporations. It wasn't too long before I recognized that what they were saying was nothing but propaganda. Naylor says politics and policy are driving the price he gets for his crops, and one buyer in particular has too much influence. So it's actually China that's determining the outcome of our farm economy by levying these uh, tariffs and uh, scaring the market. So Naylor is looking for another path. He's transitioning his corn and soybeans to organic, which fetches a higher price, and would like to sell most of that domestically. He also added oats, hay, and apples to his enterprise. He hopes the diversity will make him less vulnerable to trade wars. But try as they might, most farmers can't escape this fact. We live in a global marketplace now. Across the Corn Belt, most farmers take their grain to the local elevator and accept the price on offer. They'll never know whether their corn is turned into domestic biofuels or fed to pigs in Japan. For The World, I'm Amy Mayer in Ames, Iowa.